You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 254. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 254. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, my love. What's up? How you doing? Oh, check you out. <laughs> Are we doing voices today? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Just that one. I don't know if you play your cards right. Maybe. <laughs> you play your cards right. <laughs> <laughs> I want more singing. I want more singing. More singing. Yeah. So sometimes Mr. Smith and I will have like a little powwow about our relationship and like, is there anything you want more of from me? Or, you know, mm-hmm. how can I be a better spouse for you kind of thing? And I always singing, say more singing from more you singing. because uh-huh. he has such a great voice. I do not. <laughs> I'm, I really appreciate that you like my voice, but it's not the best singing voice. I, really, I, I thank yeah, you, you guys. Though. He's being humble. But anyway, it. welcome to the show as everyone was like, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. And we've got a, a cool topic today that I've never actually talked about before. And it is how oh, to really? apologize with grace and kindness. Oh, that's true. I've talked plenty about not apologizing, like when you do not need to apologize and when you do not need to over-explain yourself, but I realized I've never really done a show about what to do when you really do have a mess to clean up, when you kind of behaved in a way that was unbefitting of you. What does that actually look like? And I think that there's been a lot of conversations about public apologies and things like that in in the media. Or not. And I'm definitely going to address that as well. <laughs> but this will be a I think a cool topic for you guys. Couple of things that I need to get out of the way. First of all, I've got a warm fuzzy to give out. Oh, you do? I've got a warm fucking fuzzy. Who's that warm fuzzy going to? It is going to go out to the Joy Junkie After Hours Club that I have on Facebook. If you're not a part of it, you can very easily join. It's just the joyjunkie.com slash club. It will redirect you right over to the group. And we've got, gosh, upwards of 900 people in there now. Oh, yeah. So at the time that I am recording this, just a few days ago, I was working on my book proposal. Mm -hmm. When you guys listen to it, listen to this episode, the book proposal will be to my book coach who will be coming through it. It will already be done. I'm not quite at that point right now as we're recording. But as this airs. Right. Mm. So when this airs, it'll be really great because it'll all be done. But as I was working on it, I was having the hardest time. I just wanted to procrastinate. I Really what it was is I didn't want to sit down and do the actual hard work. I wasn't, I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of getting an agent. I'm not scared of playing big or having a book deal. Or, and I, I expect it. I expect yeah. that that's going to happen. I just didn't want to sit down and actually do the hard Hard work. work, Just like if you had to write a dissertation or you had to write a book report or a paper, it's just taxing. Or if you had to write your name. And you're like... (laughs) So I reached out to After Hours and I said, you guys, I'm struggling. 
I want to do everything and anything except work on this book proposal. So can you please tell me that you need this from me? That's tell me right. why this matters. And they came out in droves. They came out in fucking droves. There was probably like 45 or 50 comments. And just, Aww. it was the most beautiful, heartfelt commendation from so many of you guys. So I just wanted to give you all a warm fuzzy. A big old warm fuzzy coming at you. You get a really warm sweet. fuzzy. And you get a warm fuzzy. And you fuzzy. get a warm fuzzy. And you get a warm fuzzy. But it really Look meant a lot. Look your seats. You get a warm fuzzy. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just shut your mouth. It was. It meant so much to me because... I'm going to give you a cold prickly for telling me to shut up. You <laughs> don't even. All right, fine. I get a cold prickly for being me. <laughs> Only because... Only because you're mean. Only because we don't get to use cold prickly. That's true. We never get to use cold prickly. You're right. Oh my gosh. But here's the deal. I've been working on so many different things lately and been project inundated. And those comments really helped me get rooted and connected back to the big reason why I even do this work and why it's important that I reach a bigger audience. And it just meant the world to me. So I just wanted to thank you with the best way I know how. Which is a warm fucking fuzzy. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty good way to get recognized. That's right. For sure. And with that being said, why don't we pass it over to you since you clearly would like to have a little airtime. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) See, now it's my show. Jeez. Ew. Ew. (laughs) All right. So this is a segment we like to call... Would you rather? And today's would you rather is, would you rather look 15 years younger or feel 15 years younger? Ooh. Mm, I'll make a, you think about that That's one. a good one. Okay, so I am... Thir- Kicking 40's door down. I, thank you. I'm 39. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, wait. So that would mean I was 24? 24, yeah. Wait, am I doing the math? Yeah, I'm doing the math, right? Okay. 24, I'm trying to think what I... I looked pretty damn good at 24, so I need to think about it. Or would I rather feel... You know what? I think I would go for feel. Yeah? And it comes down to one primary thing. I could do whatever sort of fitness I wanted at that age. Yeah. And I didn't have any... Restrictions on that, yeah. Like ailments or pains or problematic knees or anything like that. And I don't, I feel pretty confident in in how I look and I kind of love who I am and all of that. But I definitely contend with feeling as though my body doesn't match where I, where my mind is. Sure. You know what I mean? So I think I, that's common as we get older, for sure. I think I would go to feel specifically for the workouts. What about yeah. you? I feel like, I'm not really feeling like I look old. No. Like I do have a white beard and no hair, but and I'm starting to get wrinkles and all those things that happen to you as you get older. But, uh, you know, and I feel pretty damn good too. But I think 15 years ago, like I was feeling pretty fucking good. So I think I'm going to go with 15 years younger. Visually? Actually, like- I feel better than I did when I was 34, 35. Yeah. So wait. How 30. Old wait, wait. Fuck. I'd be 31. 31. 31, you were in like a rough place. I was in a rough place physically, so. 
You are a little chubby chub. But just feel 15 years younger, not when you were that age. Do you want to look 15 years younger or feel? I want to feel 15 years younger. Okay. okay. I, I'm, I was kind of debating like, gosh. I, no, you look better now, I think. You think so? Yeah. Wow, okay. You just keep getting sexier and sexier as far as I'm concerned. Oh, but hey. You know. Time to end this podcast, people. <laughs> and pause. <laughs> just kidding. Here's to loving and living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Now I'm all blushy and I don't even know where to go with that. Woo. Okay. Got hot in here. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. We want to hear what you would rather. (laughs) (laughs) So come hang out with us over in the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. Again, you can get there just by going to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. And we talk about the Would You Rather every single Monday, which is hilarious. Not to mention you get a ton of additional resources. I do a Q&A every single Thursday, a bonus training that's called Q&Slay. I would love to have you over there. It's also a great place to just meet like-minded individuals. And it's not people promoting themselves and a bunch of shit like that. Like, I keep a real tight rein in there. So we stay very, very focused on supporting each other. So anyway, completely free. Would love to have you. Let's, free? Yeah. Nice. You know. So let's talk about how to apologize. Grace and kindness. With grace and kindness. G and K, everybody. And, oh, one more thing before we jump in. If you want to hear about the retreat that I am planning, get your ass on the retreat VIP list. I've been talking about this the last couple of of weeks. I've been working with a travel agent. We're looking at some all-inclusive resorts in Mexico that are absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. And it'll be limited to a smaller amount of people. So I'm starting to put together some of the details. I'll have more coming at you. But if you want to get all the steals and deals, the best offers, the early bird prices, additional bonuses, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat and get your name on that list. Okay. That sounds good. Let's talk about the apologizing. Now, I want to be really clear about this. What I'm going to talk about today is more so when you've messed up with somebody you are close to, either a best friend or or a partner, your romantic partner, it could be a colleague, or somebody who you really are genuinely enmeshed with, where it's really important to you to rectify what you said or what you did. What we are not talking about today is things that are happening in our media coverage. I'm not talking about apologies for the Me Too movement or sexual abuse or for police brutality or racial issues. I'm not talking about any of that. I think that sort of an apology is very different. For sure. What I'm talking about is interpersonal relationships where you misstepped and you need to go clean it up. So just slight caveat there. Okay. First step is I need you to get really clear on exactly what you are sorry for. The reason why this piece is important is a lot of times we think when we go and apologize to somebody, if we've made a mistake, that we have to apologize for every element of the interaction. And what I, what I mean by that is, I'll give you an example. I had a conversation with my mom once where I was so mean and so rude. Oh my gosh. This was many, many, many years ago. This was before grace and kindness had entered the vernacular. (laughs) And we were talking about a subject that we both felt very different about. And I cannot, even for the life of me, remember what it was. Hmm. But I remember 
that I was just kind of venomous and really not lovely and not kind. However, I was not sorry for my stance about whatever it is. For the content. It was probably religion. I can't remember. <laughs> it was probably. But I wasn't sorry for believing what I believed. But I was extremely sorry for the way I delivered that opinion. Yes. Okay. So when I went to her and talked to her about it, I owned my delivery. That's what I was apologizing for. I was not apologizing that I had a different viewpoint than her. I was apologizing for being hurtful, for being malicious, for yeah. saying things that were were not okay. Mm. And I expressed that when I shared that with her. So we'll get into that in a minute. But I need you to get really clear about that because sometimes it feels really sticky. And if you happen to be a recovering people pleaser, sometimes what you want to go in and do is say you're sorry for who you are. Like, sorry that I'm so shitty. Sorry that I'm a horrible human or a horrible wife or a horrible best friend. Instead of talking about the actual thing that you did that was unbefitting of you, that you wanted to clean up. This is not about this big pity party, woe is me, I'm a horrible human. Hmm. This is about my delivery was not okay. Ghosting you or not showing up when I told you I was going to be somewhere was not okay. Get clear on exactly what it is you're apologizing for. Okay. All right. Number two, ask for the permission to apologize. Depending on, you look confused. No, I'm just, uh, I'm drinking it in. You're taking it Uh, in. Yeah, I'm just Just uh, soaking it in. Figuring out how to apply. Okay. Asking for the permission to apologize, this one really depends on how pissed that other person is at you. Sure. So if it's something that, you know, maybe you lied to your partner or you bailed on something with your best friend that you told her you were going to be there and you didn't, or you told him you were going to be there and you didn't show, something like that, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Or you promised a coworker that you were going to have a project done for them and then you didn't have it done and their ass got chewed out. Something like that, right? Where you didn't follow through on your integrity. You didn't handle yourself kindly. Maybe you operated from a place of malice. They might still be really charged up and they might not want to fucking hear you. And Mm. let me tell you, if they're really charged up, you don't want to talk about it right now anyway. That's true. Yeah. It's better to let it cool. Exactly. Because defensiveness will always breed more defensiveness. So the minute they get defensive, it's going to be very, very challenging for you to remain graceful and kind. Here's what you do. You reach out, text, email, whatever you want to do, and just say, hey, I'm really, really embarrassed for how I handled myself the other day, or I'd really love to share with you, or even just saying, I really feel like I owe you an apology. I know Mm -hmm. I made a mistake and I would love to apologize to your face or I would love to really let you know how genuinely sorry I am. It was uncool of me and I would love the the opportunity to share that with you. Are you open? Yeah. Another piece of that might be to give them the opportunity to have the time Mm. to think it through before before they come to you right you you could say look i i know that it may not be the best time right now for an apology but just let me know because i would really like to have the opportunity and kind of put it on into their court of yeah i messed up but i don't want to apologize when you're not ready for it right so let me know when you're ready and i'll be here to apologize yeah yeah that's a great point 
I love that. to Because then, you know, especially if that other person feels extremely wronged by you, they are probably gathering evidence of why you're kind of shitty, right? (laughs) right. And so they could very easily be like, oh, sure, now you want to apologize. Let's do all the things you want to do. And like, oh, it's always on your timeline. And Mm -hmm. so if you just say, I totally understand if you need more time, just know I would love to to share with you how I'm genuinely sorry. I'm Um, here when you're ready, yeah. Take your time. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for throwing that in. Sure. Number three, own your shit and genuinely say, I'm sorry. And do not start explaining yourself. I can't mansplain my apology? You cannot mansplain. Uh. You cannot say, well, because you did this and you did that, or I was under so much stress. That could potentially unfold in the conversation, but not during the apology part. This Mm. is the part where you need to repent. It's the part of saying, hey, listen, I recognize that I did something or said something that actually hurt you. And here's the time for me to own that and then hear you out. Yeah. It's not the time to go into your shit. Not about you. Yeah. That's right. That part might end up coming up a little bit later, and you can always say something about that. All right. So an example, let's say your partner was just trying to initiate sex with you or be loving and trying to let you know that they were interested in in a little sexy time, and you had so much stress going on from your day, or you were so frustrated that you were really rude to them. Like, oh, that's always what you want. Get off me. That Hmm. is so fucking irritating. Oh, wow. Or, I don't know. Like, something where you spoke about how you felt, like, how you felt might be really warranted, but what you said was absolutely malicious and unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when when that sort of the dynamic is happening, there might be other things that you need to express. Like you might need to actually ask for what you need in a sexual arena. And you might say, hey, I do, I would like to talk about some of the sex stuff, but I recognize that's not what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I need to apologize to you for how I spoke to you. That was unacceptable. That way, there might be something that you can talk about at a at a different time, which is great, which is awesome, especially if it is a close friendship like that, you know, like a relationship, intimate partnership, yeah, et cetera. That's great. So owning your shit, genuinely saying you're sorry, and not starting to explain. Now, the genuinely saying I'm sorry piece is a couple of things. One, it's being vulnerable. It's your tone of voice and how you express it. So you do not get to say, I've already said I'm sorry. Okay? That's like saying, I take it all back. Mm -hmm. It is completely flippant. You don't get to just say it once. I would reiterate it. Like, again, it is is embarrassing and I'm so terribly sorry. And you did not deserve to be treated like that. And I, I'm, I just truly hope that you can forgive me. If you can add forgiveness in the mix, this is something that I always learned from my father. It's huge because it's a humble, vulnerable request from the other person. So my dad, when he would discipline us and he would send us to our room or whatever he would do, and if he did it with anger or aggression or yelling at us, which 
like fucking parents do, right? You get sure. frustrated with your kids. Absolutely. He would come to us later and he would say, I disciplined you out of anger instead of out of love. And that's not okay. Mm-hmm. But he would, he would also say what you did was also not acceptable. So there was still like that parenting element, which is different sure. in our adult lives, right? Right. But he would say, you know, it still was not okay that you hit your brother or it was not okay that you did whatever you did. And it's also not okay for me to discipline or punish you by being angry or mean or anything like that. Sure. So will you forgive me? And would always ask all three of us for forgiveness. That's awesome. And I think it was a really huge lesson for me in owning my shit. Like as I as I got older, that part is really key. Now, I would say of all of those things to really focus on the genuine I am sorry part, right? Like really just vulnerably expressing that. But this piece of the matter, I would keep relatively short. I would not go on and on and on and on because again, it's about them. What do they need to get get off their chest? How did they feel? What was their experience? So that leads me into number four. So after you've said, hey, that was really uncool of me to say it that way or to express myself or whatever I did, I'm really genuinely sorry. Ask them to share and hear them out. So then say, "It obviously this has caused you a lot of pain. I would just really love to hear your perspective on all of it and give you the opportunity to say what happened for you. Hmm. Okay. And turning it over to them. Now, depending on the relationship or how much you guys are open with each other, they may not have much to say. They may. Who knows? But at least you're keeping your side of the road clean and and not going on and on and on and making it about you. Mm -hmm. You're genuinely focused on their emotions, how you can make it right. All right? So here we go. Number one, get clear on exactly what you're apologizing for. Number two, ask for the permission to apologize. And to your point, Mr. Smith, be cognizant of if they are ready or not and throw that out there to them. Number three, own your shit, genuinely say I'm sorry, and do not start explaining why you did what you did. Number four, ask them to share and genuinely hear them. Find out what it was like for them on the other side. Because it could be something where it, you know, let's say it's that situation where you didn't get something done for a coworker that you said you were going to get done on time. And then it ripped, they got ripped a new one by the big boss. They were late to pick up their kid or, you know, it, it created a huge element of suffering on their behalf, not just by you. Right? Like, so it could have created sort of a domino effect in their life. They probably need to get that out. They probably need to let you know mm-hmm. how much you fucking up yeah. really caused them some serious pain that day. Sure. And you can bear that burden and still know that you are not shitty. In fact, the fact that you are apologizing and owning your shit means that you are a stand-up individual. So many people are so terrified of these sorts of exchanges that they just allow resentment and walls to build within relationships and they just leave. And they don't cultivate richness or vulnerability like this. So if you're apologizing, commend yourself for the fact that you're actually doing something extremely hard. So this is not a gateway just because you're allowing them to say what they've got to say. This is not a gateway for you to beat beat yourself up. Sure. Okay. All right. I have a question about something. 
Yep. So you said don't ex- don't over explain or don't explain. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it seems like just natural to give some context to why you did what you did or said what you said Great. and kind of give some context to it w- without making it about you, yep. but kind of letting them know here's where I was and this is how it happened. Like that's, yep. so where does putting that into an apology work? Yeah, that's great. I, that is another invitation of if they want to hear it. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. So great, great question. This was, this would be under number three, own your shit and genuinely yeah. say, I'm sorry. And do not start over explaining. Yeah. At that moment, you can say there were certain things that were going on for me that day, which are not your problem. I'm happy to elaborate on what kind of fueled my decision to speak to you like that or to do that. If you want to hear it. There you go. I like that. Okay. And if you're up for it, I would love to share with you where I was coming from. But I think what's more important right now is you you letting me know what the experience was like for you. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And it's fucking vulnerable. And it is so hard. But if you go into the whole exchange being really committed to getting curious about them, really committed to allowing them to hear allowing them to speak and hear them out fully, you can kind of stay focused on that. Yeah. Okay. But I agree. There might be situations like what I was saying with like the husband and wife, right? If he was making a sexual advance or either or whatever, and she brutally rebuffs him and still would like to talk about sexual issues and stuff that there there might be something deeper there to talk about. Okay. You can say like, hey, I do think there's some other stuff we're grappling with in a sexual arena. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the time for it right now, but I would love to discuss that in the future. Got it. So that you're staying really clear on, I fucked up. I should not have said it like that no matter what. Or in that context, it could be that you were super stressed out from your day. Again, it might be something that you say, hey, my day really informed my poor behavior. I would love to let you know a little bit about that if you're up for it. Again, I don't think it's nearly as important as just cleaning up that mess. Sure. Okay. All right. Number five, focus on the emotions, not the acts. Okay. So not Hmm. like the actual act, not what you said, not what you did. If you didn't follow through on a report, if you didn't pick somebody up, if you yelled and screamed at them, don't focus on that. Focus on how they feel because okay. you can justify till the cows come home why you said what you said. And again, we're not doing that. We're not justifying. We're not over explaining. Yeah. We're focusing on how that other person feels. Focus on the emotion. So again, like with my mom, her feeling really frustrated that her daughter doesn't believe what she believes, that must be so hard on her, right? Like that must be so challenging to have reared kids in a very specific way and all three of them went a different direction. That has got to be fucking hard. But I can't lean into that unless I care about her emotions. Sure. Otherwise, I'm just focused on being right. And well, I'm allowed to lay into her because her beliefs aren't right. No. She is a valuable human, and how she felt about that exchange is extremely important. So whatever the scenario is, even if they're laying into you, acknowledge what you are seeing from an emotional current. So it would sound something like this. 
man, that must have been extremely challenging. It's, it, I think if I were in your shoes, I would have been really disappointed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that a correct as- assumption? It seems like it was really frustrating for you. Focus on their frustration, angry, overwhelming, embarrassed. What did they feel? Get out of the actual act or, okay. you know, focus yeah. on the emotions. And then number six, finally, commit to what you're going to do differently next time. Okay. This is about, that's not going to happen again. Here's what I can commit to. And you might want to ask them, what would you prefer from me? I had a situation like that with my bestie not too long ago where I brought something up to her. It ended up being an amazing exchange that was a lot more collaborative, but I did have to apologize, not for what I said or how I felt, but for really disregarding the timing and just doing what I wanted to do and saying what I wanted to say Hmm. and not being considerate enough of where she was at. And so I totally apologized and owned that piece. And then I asked her, how can I be better for you next time? So if there is something that you say or do that I want to discuss with you, do you need me to say that and and then wait a certain amount of time like for you to be ready? Like what how can we get ahead of this? Like what okay. what do you need from me? What would be your ideal in the in the future, right? Okay. So for the husband and wife, maybe he says, "Listen, if you're not that into it, you know, and you don't want to have sex at that moment, maybe we can do like a physical gesture where we grab each other with a hug and then you kind of like rub me on the head or something like that. And then I know, oh, okay, it's a no-go so that you don't have to be biting <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Or you can have a little code word like the eagle. Blink fly- one for yes, two for no. <laughs> the eagle flies at dawn and then you know that I'm that I'm not into it. You know, the monkey wears a red shoe. <laughs> or, you know, something where you can be like, okay, let's troubleshoot and how can I be amazing for you next time? The monkey wears a red shoe. Is that yeah. <laughs> I love that. We took the gray squirrel. Come in, gray squirrel. We took the gray squirrel. We took the gray squirrel. Come in, gray squirrel. <laughs> so good. All right. So here we go. Number one, get clear on exactly what you are sorry for. Number two, ask for the permission to apologize and be mindful of the headspace they might be in. Number three, own your shit. Genuinely say I'm sorry and do not explain yourself, over-explain yourself. Number four, ask them to share about what their experience was like and genuinely hear them. Number five, focus on the emotions, what they've felt because of your actions or words. And then finally, number six, commit to what you are going to do differently next time by asking them what how you can support them best or what they would have preferred you to do or say differently. That totally makes sense. That's a great little sequence. You think? Yeah. All right. Sweet. And again, allow it to ebb and flow depending on the relationship. And I think the most important thing to kind of underline is truly understanding what their experience was like on the receiving end, whether Mm -hmm. or not you disagree about a specific content of the conversation or whatever it might be. How they felt matters to you because they're in your life, right? They're a friend, they're a colleague, they're your lover. It matters what they were feeling. So stay present with that piece. And we're going to be talking about it over an after hour. So please come and hang out and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from the show today. After hours. That's right. And wow, you get the (laughs) Creep Factor Award. 
And again, if you want to be notified first and foremost, because again, the spots are going to be very, very limited for the retreat. It's not going to be like a digital course where I can take as many as I can handle. We will only have a very small amount of spots. I've been getting a lot of people checking in with me like, what retreat are you doing this year? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So we already have a ton of interest. If you, That's awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait. I love meeting people in real life. Yeah. And squeezing them and connecting. It's just incredible. <laughs> Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat and get your ass on that list. All of those links will be in the show notes. And I think that's it. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I think I'm good. All right. We'll see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living the most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm-hmm.